0: Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guest, singer and songwriter, Ashley Keating. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to
1: hang with Pride. Yes! I love that Bob. Uh, welcome to another episode of Pride, the podcast, brought to you by Rehab Entertainment. I am Mr. Braden Bradley. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And I'm Darrell Anthony. And we're missing our lovely co-host Ashley Mitchell because she's being booked, blessed, and busy. Uh, she is on location filming something that's going to be extravagant and wonderful and make her millions and millions of dollars how has everyone been doing this week hot i'm sweating literally right now
0: it's so hot. i have sweat dripping down my crack it's, it's so hot this is no, like, adam's worst. i'm on nightmare. fire i'm on adam, fire. adam's on this is adam's worst nightmare
2: because like no one hates heat more than adam but i must say that he's not alone in this one like i was at the williamsburg hotel yesterday and i was really wanted to put my feet in the pool. It was so fucking hot. They were like, no feet in the pool. I was like, well how you gonna have a pool and y'all see how fucking hot it is and y'all not letting nobody get in the pool? Like what well,
1: kind of he, shit is that? Just, what did your feet look like? Were they stanky? Were they No 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 first
2: of all mean, let me tell you something. I just got a fresh Manny and Patty. I know you see these nails, sis. I look mm-hmm. good. But even still, so they wouldn't even let like no and, you know that's an ongoing occurrence where people have pool parties but nobody can use said pool. I
1: don't understand.
2: That's yeah. pretty... I mean, they, they've done it. Remember in Atlantic City before? They're like, where they do the night pool party? And they're like, but no one can get in the pool. And I'm like, so why are we having a pool party?
1: It could be because they don't have any money to hire lifeguards. And it could be like a safety insurance thing.
2: And Braden made a certified lifeguard and does know this information.
1: I, uh, I I was. That's how I made money during high school and college. I was a lifeguard. And I did save a few... Lives. They probably grew up to be Republicans, so I kind of regret that. But you know Wow.
2: You do what you can for that moment. You know, we all had to make money in different ways. You made it through Life Garden and you know I did mine my way.
1: On the on the corner.
2: On the corner, on my back. But well, I belong. Um listen, guys, I have something. I want no 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 no. I, I, I wouldn't okay. So this is what y'all get when Ashley's not here to corral us. So for those who don't know, this is my, like first episode where it's been me braining out of by ourselves. No, when it I, hasn't. Is it? I think so. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. And at all. And as you guys know, we went to college together. We have all these experiences together. So this episode is going to be kooky. Oh,
1: no. Are we going to talk cuckoo bananas. about any of our past shenanigans? I
2: mean, I'm sure it might come up. Um, did y'all watch Sesame Street when you were
1: growing up? Um, uh, Actually, no, I didn't. You were more of a Barney girl, huh? I was a I was girl for sure. Yes,
0: I was a Barney girl.
2: Well, you know But I
1: know I know why you're asking that question.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sesame Street.
0: Let's talk about it. So recently, Well, hold on. Go it's ahead. not Sesame Street the show. Let's be it's clear. Not.
1: Thank you for thank you that thank you for that, Sunny Houston. Yeah.
0: It's Sesame Place, which that's is a
1: little, workshop.
0: Do well, whatever. It's in it's a it's a um Amusement park in Philly, yes. where it's all broke.
2: Right, <laughs> right. So basically, Sesame Workshop has vowed to do bias training. Um, there was a video that has surfaced over the past week or so of a couple of uh, Sesame Street characters ignoring the African American children, but speaking to all the white children around them. Um, At first they said that there was no issue, but then all of a sudden now they're saying, we're going to give bias training, which must mean that they know that there was an issue. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, to see the look on those little girls' faces of how hurt they were, and what's crazy is it was their favorite, favorite character that they they liked it. Then you. They also had Bert. Bert is going down a line of kids and high fiving them, but blatantly refuses to do so with an older black girl who looks mm. the camera shocked. So, you know, we're seeing this, and we you know we do have the the statement from Sesame Workshop. What do you guys think? I mean, these are children that are now having to go through this. What what are your guys' thoughts on this?
1: All I got to say is Oscar needs to move homes. Mm-hmm. so i can use his current home which mm-hmm. is a trash can to throw all of those characters into yeah about i
0: don't have, know the characters it's just these people who i think thought because I anonymous like like they were anonymous that they wouldn't have to deal with any of this and so i'm glad that finally people were like hold up putting two and two together and then you know, people are coming out, speaking up, thus the thrusting it into the spotlight. And I think it's a, it's, yeah, like, this needs to happen. Because they were living too brave behind, it was very Miranda,
1: eat well, me, behind i Well, I not believe.
0: Well, I think that what's important,
2: so the, the char- one of the characters was Rosita, that was the first character that was uh, caught out there. The other, one of the honkers, rushed a very young girl who was African-American and literally knocked her down with his protruding belly. So... Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really good statement about what Adam just said about it not being the characters because, still in every article, every media outlet, they're only referring to them as Rosita, Bert, the Honkers. I think we need to know the people behind there. I think the people behind mm-hmm. that need to be held accountable. I think names and faces because what I don't want to happen because I think Sesame Street is a very, very, it, a lot of kids learn from Sesame Street. It's uh, especially like,
1: over the last, over the last like five years or so, they've introduced like, Trans Sesame character,
0: positive. uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm like really Uh trying
1: to really trying to bridge the gap between different races. Like they're doing a really good job, Sesame Street. So that's why I was so like taken aback seeing this because I it was so unexpected in my in my opinion.
2: Well, you know, Sesame Street does have a history of needing to, I think there does need to be a better vetting process of who is in their costume and also who their puppeteers is. As y'all remember, um, that um, guy who was the puppeteer for Elmo came under some fire a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. so did
1: Barney, going back to Barney. <laughs>
2: so did Barney. Barney was doing some things that wasn't so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was saying, I love you to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so, I th- so I think that What we need to start doing is these companies need to start having a better vetting process when it comes to who is going to be representing them. Just like when you hired a regular job, you know, you want to make sure you represent your company to the best of. They need to also do that because these are kids and this is going to live in those kids mind forever because what these little black girls saw was their favorite character, Rosita, ignoring them. So they don't know who's under that because kids don't think like that. And they're going to ever watch Sesame Street now and be like, Rosita hates me.
1: And that you know, traumatic experience is going to live with them forever, unfortunately, and that's going to influence their brain development, their adolescence, into their tweens, into their teens. It's really unfortunate. And it's they're angry. What I think is
0: unfortunate, and I, this just popped in my mind, is that I think the, a big reason why now they're like, oh, we need bias training, isn't because they they were called out or they were caught you know, with all of this going on. I think it was more of like, oh, fuck, this is going to eat into our sales. This is going to eat into our, like, our money. Oh, 100%. And that's what, that's just, that's bullshit. You know? Well, you know,
2: it's interesting because we talk about critical race theory not being taught in schools. You know, there's been a lot of uh, white people saying, we don't want that taught. We don't want our white kids to feel like that they are a problem or that they did something wrong. What mm-hmm. I ask to those people now, what about our young black kids? Do y'all care how those young black girls and boys who were offended and, and literally pushed to the ground, as we saw in one of the videos, how do you feel about them? It's just like... What you should teach people, I saw a really good video the other day about teaching critical race theory to people. What you should also say is there were also white people on the right side of history who was marching alongside to, to like, so are you, by you saying let's not teach it, are you saying that white people were all bad back then or you are actually white people condoning that you people were bad no there were white people fighting for the right side of history and so that's what you tell people when they say why don't you want to teach critical? that's why we want to teach it so people can know so we can't continue to have the same issues moving forward and as we see right now in history we have the same stuff popping back up i mean this is really crazy
1: you y'all know, know how i feel about republicans and i'm not gonna say no more I, I do
0: know. I do know. Yeah, everyone, go take a listen to the last episode. Brady made it very clear. We'll listen to know. episodes
2: one through wherever we're at now.
1: One and- through a million, and you'll get my view on Republicans.
2: I mean, listen, we've had a lot of things happening with religion a lot lately, and I, I can't wait to talk to Ashley a little bit later when she comes on about how she feels about it, but. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the Evangelicus uh, Kim Burrell. She's a gospel, she's part of the gospel world, and she was talking, she did a little uh, sermon, and she was just like, y'all poor people here, and she was going off, oh. she's also anti-gay, like she did this whole tirade, and was just mm-hmm. like, y'all PPE loans, uh, y'all still, like just going off on people, and she was just like, mm-hmm are y'all here with no mask and vaccine? She said, that's great because we trust the Lord. Like she did this whole thing. She since issued an apology, but we're starting to see these religious groups pop up. Hobby Lobby, another one. They put an ad out and they were like, this is a Christian run government.
1: If you ain't Christian, we don't want you basically shopping. What do you mean we're starting to see them? They have been here yeah. forever. And going back to the anti-Republican hate that I have deep within my heart, soul and mind, Because the orange jude was put into power, all of these fucking evil people and organizations feel empowered. There we go. Come forth. And this is the aftermath of the most terrible four years that our country has ever seen. Here it is.
2: And we yeah. have to do a better job, you know, I think of the media as well. I don't know if you guys saw the photo about the monkeypox that's uh, overtaking New York City. And on the photo, live photo, it was a bunch of gay men, like the gay men that people from the middle of America think we are, like th- those types. They had, a, they, they basically made them very, very, effem- they took a picture of the most effeminate gay men that they could find at this thing and said, monkeypox rising. And I'm just like. Why did you do that? Like, that is an attack um, against the gay community, especially gay men who are more feminine. Like, that's an attack on that, and that's bullshit to me.
1: Well, monkeypox is more prevalent in gay men because it's spread by...
0: Contact. Visible t- contact. Contact.
1: The touch of a skin. And because men are more sex... It's promiscuous. People, promiscuous. Mm-hmm. than that of a woman it's more likely for it to be spread with two men rather than a man and a woman whatever so it is more prevalent but I totally understand that they're using it to attack the LGBT community exactly. specifically within gay men yeah
2: right yeah. And, th- and that just sucks them because how long does it take them to give how long has it taken them to even give vaccine information out there, it's like they're like, eh. It kind of feels people have compared it to. Well, we don't have we don't have enough
1: vaccines. It's it's right. back when COVID first started, we didn't have the vaccines because we didn't. Like, we could, you can't anticipate really a, like new disease. And unfortunately, in our day and time, diseases are being developed rapid fire. So, well, yeah,
0: the first. A uh, polio case in over a decade, I believe, or whatever long yep. it is, was just discovered in upstate New York. Great. Thanks, Rockland County.
2: Yep. <sighs> They're also stating that uh HIV now affects more heterosexual people than gay and bisexual uh men. And people are saying, so damn, are they gonna be able to get blood? Like they gonna have right. to blood? like how that's well, gonna- I think
1: that's always been the case. It's been more prevalent in black American women.
2: Yeah. yeah. And right now, they said, since straight people are more at risk for HIV, there's already a cure within a week. They say, but took a week for them to be like, how can we stop this from destroying the straight community? And again, you know, they are putting it a little bit on the gay community. They're like, well, there's a lot of gay men and women who are seducing people. This is, you know, Fox News. They're seducing know. our straight brothers and sisters and infecting them with this disease to rid the world
1: of them. I-, Wait, I Remember the white Republican man gets attacked? Everything happens in 24 hours.
0: Everything. Everything. If a white cis male could get uh, pregnant, you could get an abortion at a vending machine.
1: Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem.
0: Vending machine. Vending
1: Vending machine. Sure. No problem. Insurance would cover it too.
2: It's just very difficult. Do you think, though, that the attack of, you know, and again, we're going to talk to Ashley about this when she comes on, uh, the attack of the religion using that to attack marginalized groups like, the LGBTQ community, women, people of color, do you feel like that is gonna change? Or you feel like that's good they're gonna continue to do that because it if- it comes to mind, you know, we're talking about January 6th. A lot of people who are out there, one guy who I knew in my past life, Jake Lang, he was one of them. And, you know, if I go to his Instagram, which I don't follow him no more, but I have to check in and see how crazy he is. He's posting that God told him to do that. And this is X, Y, Z. And that is the charge that they've been leading with in order to get off from that. So how do we feel about people in the January 6th world using religion as a way to say, like, this is what it was in the country, just accepting it?
1: Adam, would you like to go first before I give my spiel? I was
0: they, just waiting to go in. This is not anything new, though. Like, this is all what this has always been happening. People use Christ and religion as a veil t- to hate
1: mm-hmm. and are
0: saying, Oh, well, because my religion clearly states this. It's like, This is no, like, you are just using this as a scapegoat because you're too chicken shit to really come out and really say what you feel and that you just don't like XYZ, like groups, you know. Um, the same with the, the Republicans that voted against uh, the Marriage Act Equality or Marriage Equality Act that was, you know, they just voted on, because they it, it just struck me out that they're they're so against like same-sex marriage or interracial marriage, but and then that they think that they're the beacon of uh, what marriage should be, and they're cheating on their third wife.
2: 157 people. It just, there were no. only
1: Did you see what Nancy Pelosi and one of her speeches? She's like, "So and so voted against the marriage equality act," but which marriage is he defending? He's been married three times.
0: Right. Exactly. That's what it was.
1: Epic. I it just
0: that. Turns out that they have the balls, the gall, the gumption to like vote against these these rights. In in they're ju- it's just so hypocritical and i just don't know if and when like if it'll ever change or what 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 it will take for them to finally like have their aha moment i don't know
1: so here i go so in my mind those who are not empathetic those who are not jesus like those who aren't true christians but claim to be on the basis of their own specific mentalities, mm-hmm. those are not true Christians. And look, I'm not God. When they die, I'm not going to be talking to them and decide if they get into the pearly gates of heaven. If I would, they wouldn't. But God will be. And I would love to be a fly on the wall, the fly that was on Mike Pence's head during the Christ. debate in I would love to be because I know what God is going to say. He's like, you are hiding behind the label of christianity though thou is not a christian and you will be summoned to hell for all eternity because you do not know love and all god is is love so mm-hmm. these 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 fucking representatives in the house the senate people who are going to vote against the marriage equality act who voted who are going if we ever do codify roe v wade they're going to vote against it it's all an act of evil and it is not a christian act at all right well i'm interested to see when they die where they're going to end up
2: well Mm -hmm. We would probably hopefully have a not a front row seat because I ain't ready to go yet because I still got some things to do on this earth. But I, I agree with you, Brayden. I think that it's just so evil that you had, like like what Adam was saying, we had 157 people say, you're married, you shouldn't be with the person you love, and we're telling you we don't like it. Like, 157 people who are supposed to represent us, 157 people who are supposed to be doing the betterment for all of America, they think the betterment is that lgbtq people should not have the right to be married and to love
1: i just don't understand how that's jesus like but i'm so excited to talk to ashley keating singer songwriter because she's she's a person of faith but she's also an lgbtq plus ally so I'm, i'm curious to like talk to her and get to know what like her inspiration is being in this like career path on her platform but still having you know god-based faith so coming up next is singer-songwriter ashley keating we'll be right back (laughs) welcome back everyone hello
2: i am am super super excited to welcome not ashley mitchell who is our co-host who is not here but singer and songwriter ashley keating hey
1: ashley that's good
3: What'd you say?
2: How are you? How's everything going?
3: <laughs> oh, I'm <sorry>. hold up. <laughs> I am great. How are you guys?
2: Good, good. good. Just surviving. You know he- Oh see, Martel. I told
3: you, I, I knew he was going to want to pop in here. He just started like, he's like, mommy, what's going on? What's going on?
2: You're he heard action puppy. and he was like, I'm in. What's up?
3: <laughs> he Aww. cracked me up. Anyway, <laughs> I'm
1: are you good. Where based right now, Ashley? Where are you?
3: i am back in los angeles yeah that's normally where i'm at um but i'm from new jersey i'm a south jersey girl Jersey shore (laughs) but but southern um and yeah i was just in new york so i'm back in la now
2: Uh, i wish we would have known that you were here how are you doing actually with the heat index right now like everywhere in the world it's so hot and people are like people are losing their shit. like how are you doing
3: it's literally well I'm doing great once I got back to LA, I was like, I literally got off the plane and I, you forget about it when you're on the East coast and I'm from New Jersey. I've lived in LA for a while now, but like, I literally got off the plane and I was like, it feels like fresh air. Like, it's like you're (laughs) lifted. It's so strange. And because it's so, like, the humidity is very sticky in New York and New Jersey. Uh-huh. And when I performed, it was outside. It was re- very, very hot. We were, like, sweating like crazy. But thankfully, you know, we had, like, our little trailers and they were air conditioned. So they, they took care of us. But, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it was hot. It was very hot.
2: <laughs> it's, it's getting worse. Like, I, yesterday I went to uh, the Williamsburg Hotel rooftop. Um oh, cute. And, yeah it was real fun. It was cute. All the boys went there. It was a great time. But <laughs> I get there and I'm dripping sweat on the roof by the pool like I'm like this is just it's just uncomfortable to be outside.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's funny cuz I was talking to my my family on the East Coast and they said that they're like, "Oh my god, it's like 95, but add humidity on that." And I was like, "Oh, no. And it's the
2: storm that happened today."
0: Well.
3: It's been really nice in Los Angeles. Sorry to rub it in, but
0: <laughs> Oh, yo, no, I bad.
3: <laughs> but then we get like, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. We have other, we have other issues. So it's okay. <laughs> I, get
2: that. I get that. So listen, Ashley, we want to learn more about you. Tell our listeners how you got started and wanting to be a singer and a songwriter. Like, how did it all come about?
3: Well, period. When I was born, I was extra. <laughs> yes. Like, It's ridiculous. Like, I swear, my family never understood. They're just like, what is, like, I mean, maybe my mom a little bit because she was just like, oh, my God, she's so cute. Like, you know, she wants to perform and blah, blah, blah. Like, she was fully supportive. But, like, everyone else, like, no one's in the industry, like, total different types of jobs, everything. So, for me, I was just that girl that was just the extra one. And sometimes, like, to be completely honest, it's very, like, hard to be that person. And that's also why I connect with, like, I have a gay brother and I have uh, gay, fa- gay members in th- my family, aside from my brother. And it's, you know, I connect with the community as well, because for me personally, being extra and being different in your own way is very similar to coming out and being gay and being different in that, in that sense, yeah. if family doesn't, you know, understand or connect with that, whatever. But long story short, I could talk forever. I'm no, talk- please,
2: we want it. Give it to us.
3: I, um, I, like I said, I was extra when I was born. I literally just wanted to be on stage, Mm -hmm. be performing, be singing, be dancing. I would like dance around the house. I would watch music videos 24-7. I would like listen to CDs in the car all the time. Like it was music, dancing, performing, Broadway shows, everything. And I really started really young. Like I was kind of, you know, I was a child star essentially where I was on Broadway at six and I was in the sound of music with Richard Chamberlain. Um, I was just meant to be on stage and to perform and, um, you know, my career kind of like went from there. And I, I just, I always, I think the reason I continue to work hard and do what I do is because I can't imagine myself living or doing anything else. Like I absolutely love what I do.
1: I love that you brought up, um the word gay earlier and that's not something we really talk about here on pride the podcast. So um I'm just curious, like you you mentioned your gay brother and a lot of gay families. Um, obviously it's it's known out there on the socials that you believe in God and you have like oh, yeah. a uh, Christian faith, um, as we do as well here at Pride the Podcast. So Obviously, that seems like a little bit of like an oxymoron in today's times, unfortunately. So what what are your views and how did you come to terms with being Christian but also being gay friendly?
3: That's a very good question. And that's something that is part of, I feel like, my purpose as well in this world and like with my music and sharing that. And I'm I'm a firm believer in do you, (laughs) no matter what, like whatever you believe in, whatever you... Like you were born that way for a purpose, so you don't have to, you know, believe in God if you don't. I'm also very spiritual. Like I think connecting and meditating, and I mean, I am, I'm, I'm an artist, so I'm extremely emotional, and it's funny because the pandemic really got me even more in tune with my own self and my emotions, which made my craft better. Um, but going back to like being you know uh, being a christian or in the gay community i believe that my opinion god loves you no matter who you are what you are what you do your sins like he forgives them so for me it's like it doesn't matter if you're gay he created you that way you know and so he's always going to love you and and you shouldn't be ashamed to even if you are gay to go into your faith tap into your faith and um Still, still do that, don't let it like deter you, be like, "Oh, I'm this way like and I feel like a lot of people do feel that way, where they they kind of disconnect, and I'll be honest, it's funny because I went through a period of my life before the pandemic, kind of disconnecting, yeah. and what I realized was, and this is why I have that on my Instagram right now. what I realized was that. I wasn't fully in tune with my purpose, with me as an artist or anything in general. Like there's a lot of being intuitive, being religious, like any, whatever it is, just being in tune with yourself and and things around you can really um, change the game for you and whatever you're doing in life. So being connected to whatever it is, is super important. And when I um, tapped back into that, uh, with my faith, and also with with um, you know, with being intuitive and and everything, I it changed everything with me as an artist. It changed the the from I mean business decisions I make on a daily basis, yeah. music, where I wanted to go, what I want to do, what my purpose is to speak onto the world. Like it changed everything, and that's really when everything kind of I don't know just started happening.
0: Looking <laughs> for you. Yeah. Um, so did you ever run into the issue of like other family members who weren't so supportive or did you have anything like that of arise? Course. Of yeah. course.
3: Of course. Like that's I don't want to say a lot, but there's this new music that I've done definitely tapped me like like I said back into myself where yeah. it was interesting it wasn't like necessarily what I would have written about mm-hmm. but I felt the need to talk about certain things and still keep it light and fun and poppy and, you know, and, and in that way. But, um, I've definitely been resilient in every way possible in my life because that's what saucy is about. Like saucy was about being the best version of yourself. Extra if you want to be just do you like, don't be ashamed to be that girl. And it actually, it really does make me emotional because it's like I have been through that and I and it's it's very hard to be you and do you no matter what like don't allow other people to change who you are what you want to do with your life it's your life and you can change it from now on so do you
2: <laughs> I, re- I really love that uh going back uh real quick actually to when Brayden was talking about you know the christianity and everything how do you feel about people who tried to weaponize their religion against the LGBTQ community. And obviously we've seen what's happened recently with Roe versus Wade and, and, and people taking their religion of Christianity and like making it,
3: <laughs> Sorry, he literally did a huge jump from the ground onto my lap. That has never happened before. He's like, "I'm here for it."
2: Right. Well, he got something to say. I feel like he's like, "I can answer this question." Um, but no, how, how do you feel about right. that though? In terms of people using religion to hurt other marginalized groups,
3: I think that that shouldn't happen. Obviously,
2: right? It's it's so tough. Um,
3: and I, I personally, like I said, you know. The way the world is now, there's so many ways to go about living your life. And I think the most important thing is just be true to yourself yeah. and what you want to do. And I, I, I'm very open like that. Like, I'm not like, oh, my gosh, you, this, you know, this is what you have to do. This what, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's, I'm just a free and open person. So I have my, my views, obviously, and what I believe in. But then I also believe that whatever makes you happy, you should do that.
1: Yes. Absolutely. So let's talk about saucy a little bit. You brought it up earlier. What was the, the inspiration? First of all, I die. I love it. It's <laughs> oh, so you. good. How did all of that, like, how did it all start? How did you find your sauciness?
3: <laughs> you know, it's so random because I did want one, well, I'm not gonna give it. See, I could start going off and give too much away. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a per- like there's a purpose obviously behind the song but it really was one of those like random authentic moments where like i was i came back from being in new jersey i had moved there for like 4 or 5 months during the pandemic and i was getting ready to get in my writing sessions and i it was around my birthday it was like september and i you couldn't do much for your birthday or whatever so i i got with some of my girls um, got a little group together. We went out to dinner in Malibu and we were all like dressed in the nines. We felt so good to literally just be outside and be together. And, and we felt so cute just getting dressed up. Right. Yes. So, at, like this term was being thrown around like constantly like, girl, you look so saucy, you saucy, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I was just like, oh, I love that. You know, like I had never really used that term before, but I'd be like, yeah, you got the sauce, like, but never like "Ooh, saucy, you know what I mean? And it was just a term we were throwing around like with empowerment and just feeling good. And that was really what saucy, you know, is being the best version of yourself, feeling yourself and, and, and doing you. And, um, so when I got in my writing session, you know, with, um, Tommy Parker, young Josh skis and Tommy Brown, I literally was just like, we were talking about my birthday, just in general, and then I said what I wanted to talk about or, like, touch on in the feeling of the record, and then while I was saying Saucy, we all kind of, like, loved it, and we kind of, we just went with it. It was the first writing session we had. We actually did it on Zoom, and um, it was, like, history from there, and apparently, like, it ended up being my first single, which is crazy, so... Yeah. It
2: was very fun to like listen to when you're getting ready to go out because I was going out yeah. and, I, and get, getting the laugh together and like bumping it while you're going out. It's like, oh, I feel
0: good. Everything is right. <laughs> I love it. Um, So, oh, I, oh. no, I was going to say, so you got to perform that in Central Park at yeah. the NYC Pride event. How was that?
3: Oh my God. It was literally incredible. Like, yeah. I'll move my screen. move uh, it was It was incredible. It was just. I mean, the energy was amazing, even though it was hot. (laughs) Um, It was my first, like, official um, uh, Pride performance and also just festival. So, and and it was my debut performance of Saucy. Yes. It was just so cool. And um, I've always wanted to perform at Pride, but the energy was crazy. Like, I almost forgot what it was like to perform live and see the reaction of the fans and, like, it's a whole different experience than even just being on the computer like, and like going live or doing whatever. It's, it's truly the interaction, seeing I'm a very visual person. So like seeing people really, and really connecting with them. Like if I would look at someone on stage and be like, yeah, you know, like whatever. And it's just seeing them freak out seeing the, the connection and also seeing what songs live they really liked, you know, was a whole big thing for me. Um, they loved I did Yes, Hurt Me So Good and Saucy. And I saw them singing the lyrics literally of Hurt Me So Good and Saucy. So all that I was had
2: is gay anthem, by the way. Like it's just gay anthem. Those, yes, hurt me so good, you saucy. Like it's all gay anthem. So thank you for giving thank you for giving the gay. I feel like you're that meme of Erica Jane. It's like I'm gonna give the gays everything they want. I feel like that's you.
3: But thank you. <laughs> oh, but you know what? I swear to God, like that's just my personality. Like yeah. I don't know Oh, how to explain it? Like, and it was so funny because when I did "Hurt Me So Good," I did like a—I uh, was talking to the audience, and of course, <laughs> and then I was like, "If you've been in a toxic relationship, like this is a song for you." And they knew; they were like, oh, "Yeah," like you know, like whatever. And and they did the same thing with "Saucy," but it's just funny because. And then "Hurt Me So Good," like I wrote on my couch, I had no track and like nothing. It literally was just the inspiration out of nowhere. And I wrote that whole song myself to, so to see people still connect with it, cause you know, it's one of my earlier songs right. and to see them still singing the lyrics. But it was great to just see that, like I got to meet some fans after the show and I signed some autographs, which was the best. And That's
1: they loved- what I was gonna ask. Like, how does it feel to have fans who know lyrics of your songs and like really connect with them? Like, how does that feel?
3: I really did get emotional on stage. One because I touched on no, I I mean it was crazy because there were also like a lot of girls like there too, like gay gay guys, girls, and it was youth pride, so it was also a lot of young um, a young crowd. So some might not have been like coming out yet, which was another thing. So like I said something on stage about like you know um, touching on obviously Roe versus Wade a little bit because it happened the day prior, <laughs> and then you know. Doing what you want to do with your body living living the way you want to live and just loving who you want to love and expressing that and expressing you and they connected so crazy where i was just like this connection and me you see this is after hurt me so good seeing seeing them sing the lyrics and just it was like i couldn't even express it it was just so incredible and it made me emotional to see them connect with me and me connect with them it was like a genuine feeling and that i can't express um and yeah and getting to talk to them like after the show and getting to know them like i love being able to hear how my songs inspire them and what they feel Mm. truly when they listen and that's and they were saying so they love saucy and it was just it was the best feeling
2: so good like to, you, know, you debuted a song and it's your first time doing it live and people are like, and like you said, you're coming back and you're also your first time in like a pride of, of, kind of in that era and people just embrace you so much. Um, I really like that you stated that you talked about uh, Roe vs. Wade just a little bit on stage. Um, you know, Olivia Rodrigo had recently talked about it. And we've seen other performers go around and talk about it. So with other performers, do you think it's important to continue in your performances to address what's going on in the world and have your music connect and let people know how you feel to, you know, hopefully change some hearts and minds?
3: 100%. Like, I was like, it, I, <laughs> I think I was, I don't know where I was in New York. I think I had finished my rehearsal or I was in Uber or something. And it was just so random because I was so busy. I didn't know what was going on. Right. All. Oh. Like, and then, you know, I started seeing things on social media and whatever, and it just hit me. I was like, I cannot get up on that stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, like, I'm already talking about self-expression and love and this and that, but this is, this goes hand in hand. It's like, it there's a lot of, there were gay women in the audience, and then it's like, I'm a woman, obviously, so that, you know, have... <laughs> it's just so important to speak upon things going on in the world like if you're an artist i'm i'm all for that that's why i always loved madonna because she was just so in tune with the world and and expressing and trying to make the world a better place with her platform and that's somebody that i want to be like i don't feel like my purpose is just for my music it's to make the world a better place and use my gifts to do that as well as a platform Amen. Right,
0: because I think people forget, though, that even if it doesn't right. affect you personally, mm-hmm. you know someone it's affecting. So it shouldn't take it being you to care.
1: And, and you know, don't know them, we're all brothers and sisters in right. this world, like, you know?
2: You, and I really love, Ashley, that you really were like, there are gay women in the audience. There are, you know, you're a woman. There are trans men. There are different people that can have children. And, and to be able to address that, and especially to that audience, you know, the, the gay community who, you know, you, you don't, I don't think you know how many hearts you probably touched because there were gay people that were scared that next day because they thought that their rights were gonna be, you know, that was what was, you know, promised to us. They were like, y'all are going down next. And so when you were performing to that audience, I'm sure there were people there that was like, we're already upset about what just happened with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Now we're worried that our marriages may become invalid, that we may not be able to adopt any more children. Like, people had that on their mind. so I'm glad that you were able to be there and, you know, give them that moment.
3: it, 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 nonetheless, it was my first, like, big performance since before COVID. Right. which it was, I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. I felt like it was such a purpose for me to say something and speak on it. And that's just the type of artist I am. And it means the world to like, just be able to inspire, but on that level, you know what I mean? To be able to tie both in at the same time was, it was crazy. It was honestly, it was a crazy moment for me. Oh,
0: I love that. Well, so like, what's next like what like what what's next for ashley keating like who would you will have to collab with if
1: you could like a like
3: a i know right now like off the top of my head i'm like i need to work with this person
1: (laughs) is Uh, it it, try the podcast i think i think that's what you were gonna say we're gonna do a collab with ashley keating
3: ah i'm scared um but yeah so I have a lot of, like, you know, obviously tons of music that is, I'm excited to release. Um, I'm performing in at the Vermont in Hollywood on Thursday. Oh, nice. Tiger Heat, which I'm so excited about. Getting ready for that, which will be a little bit of a different set than last time, so that'll be cute. Yeah. Um, up. <laughs> I get bored. Um, and then, yeah, and then as far as, like, collabing, oh, my God, I have, like, a huge list but like one person that I've been obsessing with lately, which is kind of funny because my song is called Saucy, but it's so- Saucy Santana I'm obsessed with. Okay, yes.
2: we so were literally, Adam told me earlier we were talking about you. That's literally what he said, I kid you yeah.
3: I'm manifesting it, like it has to happen. Um, it's so crazy, cause I'm just like, well you guys, you got the same name as my song, but like if this was not like planned, like he's just blowing up right now and I love him, mm-hmm. but. Just everything about him i'm like bro you needs you just he needs to like i just we need to work together but him and i would say lizzo also i really love
0: lizzo. yeah, yeah. yeah. y'all crazy. in line with each other yeah that would be dope
2: i love that Yeah, y'all should do a remix we should just put it out there y'all should do a remix of your song saucy and have him come on there and spit some bars because i tell you he his song booty we went out to the club here in new york like about two weeks ago and when i tell you we got to get on stage and dance to that song. That I was like, this when that beat drop, I'm like, he's out of control.
1: And um, we're old and decrepit. And when we hear that song, we can still get out there we and still
2: get out
3: there. Stop. <laughs> no, like even the even the the uh, aesthetic of the whole like the music video and everything. I'm just like.
2: He's giving, us everything we need. He's giving us everything we need. Actually, okay. this has been such a good conversation. You've got to come back, and you've got to come visit with us more, talk with us more. It, yeah. it goes by so quickly when we have our guests come on, and you have been an absolute fucking delight. Aw, like,
3: oh, thank you. I love you guys. We have
2: to come see you live. Yeah, we have to come see you live. Oh.
3: I'm sure. Well, so you guys are in New York, right? I'm sure there'll be another New York moment. I love New York.
2: We come to LA. um, I'm probably going to be in LA in September or something. So when we're on that coast, we can like link up. But can you tell our listeners where they can go find and listen to your music, where they can follow you and also plug again where your next performance is going to be for anybody who's in the LA area?
3: Yes, definitely. Well, definitely stream saucy everywhere on all streaming platforms. Okay, it's saucy season.
2: Yeah, saucy <laughs> <soccer> season.
3: <laughs> and then yeah, my Instagram is definitely the best way to like I guess see my my life, so to speak. Um it's at Ashley Keating, TikToks at Ashley Keating Music, um, all the things, all the all the socials, but Ashley dot com. And I will be performing this upcoming Thursday, July twenty eighth at the Vermont in Hollywood for Tiger Heat, ready to live our best lives on stage. And have, fun, have a great party. Um, I'll be performing around midnight. So I'll see you there.
2: Perfect. <laughs> awesome. we look Perfect. Forward to all of your success. And thank you again for coming on and joining us. And we can't wait for you to come back soon. And
1: yeah thanks for being an ally and spreading the good word.
3: Of course. I mean, it means the world to me. It's my my family as well. So uh, anything I can do to be an activist and advocate.
2: Thank you so awesome. much. I mean, we can't wait. Thanks, to Ashley. You to pull the drink out because, you know, we'll turn up when we get together. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Talk to you soon.
3: Okay. Bye. Thank bye. you. Bye.
0: bye. <laughs>
1: And we're back. We're back. What a sweetheart. Yeah, Ashley Keating.
0: I can't help but say her whole name. You know, she has one of those names, Ashley Keating.
2: I love her. I think she has such good energy, and I can't wait to like, meet her and hang out with her in person.
0: Yeah. And I really, and now that we've put it into the atmosphere, I really want her and Softsy Santana to collab, because I think that would be fire. That oh, would be like true. a time. Yeah, that would be another like huge like summer bob.
1: I really loved her POV on like the Christian faith and being accepting and welcoming to the LGBTQ community, Mm -hmm. especially what's going on now in this world and the political environment. Um, We kind of touched on it briefly, yeah. But like with Roe v. Wade being overturned, obviously there's talks of the Marriage Equality Act, um, just in attacking like marriage quality and even like interracial marriage so i love like her beautiful pov so hopefully that inspires all of the marco rubios of the world yeah i mean
2: I've the one question i wanted to ask her and i forgot was was her brother single um and was he available i right. meant to ask that i think that you know what i'm gonna have to do a follow-up question on that uh, No, she's great guys definitely go stream her music um really good to see someone out there using their uh, position in the arts to really like go out there and fight for all of us. So that was really amazing. So yeah, summer bop, I mean, you mentioned like it would be a nice new summer bop. So what are you guys still doing this summer? Like, what are you two, I, I finally got my trip to Croatia booked. Um, super excited about that, super nervous. For those who don't know, I've literally never been overseas like to like uh Europe or anything. So I've mm-hmm. been only to Mexico and Canada and Canada don't count. But um I'm super excited to go to Croatia. It's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm so proud of you because you find you were just like, I can't wait, and then I'm gonna lose out on this trip. Yeah. And you were like swipe. Um, I am scared that you're going to end up in a hostile situation.
2: Oh, uh, what the fuck? Adam (laughs) keeps telling me that I'm going to get over there and someone's going to tie me up. And that's going
1: to be, I mean, the Croatians are not the most loving and welcoming, but you're going to be on a boat for the whole time.
2: Yeah. So actually, yeah, I'm going to boat. Uh, so I'm going to be on the Sonus, at the Sonus Festival. Um, it is a music festival. It is, like, really, like, techno, gay. So basically, we are on an apartment on the beach, and then we get on a boat daily, and we're just on a boat pretty much the whole time. So
0: the the festival is on a boat? Mm-hmm.
2: Multiple boats. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be pretty fun. Like, I'm excited. And, you know, I was worried at first, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to a place, because, you know, as we, as LGBTQ people, as people of color, when you travel, you have to look up and be like, is this safe for me? I'm going to get over there and get killed. And so, luckily, this is a festival that is going to be, like, very gay, very techno, very welcoming. It's gonna be also a lot of tourists coming in for this, so it's not gonna be as really Croatian people, um, yeah. so to speak, so I'm excited about it. It's gonna be, be one for the books. Um, I leave August 19th, and I will be back August 27th, so probably when I get back, I won't wanna to see, touch, look, smell alcohol.
1: I <laughs> seriously doubt that.
2: We gotta get away from it, Brain. What do me and you gonna do?
1: Um, well, I uh, am trying. I've been going into the office more and I've actually been going to the gym. Um, So those things are kind of like prolonging my drinking until a hot six o'clock, which is, I think, a step. Yeah. Not not part of the 12 steps, but like a step in itself. It's
2: definitely a step. You You know what I mean? We, I think that the pandemic really got us in a place where we were like, I know for me, Baby, I was getting up making mimosas. Like, I'd wake up and the first thing I would have is, I'd have a glass of champagne before I had water.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I thought I was a bad alcoholic before the pandemic. And now, during the pandemic, it just made me realize, oh, I am an alcoholic. I'm not just thinking I am, I am. So I've accepted it and I'm good with it. And I'm just trying to learn how to live with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I feel that too.
2: And you know, I feel like, Bray, you and I are the same. Like, I went out with some, like I was saying with some friends the other day, and I was on my third drink, and they were still on their first, and I was like, what y'all doing? And I was excited, because for some reason, I thought everybody else I said, like, Darrell, you on your third drink? And I was like, oh, no.
0: See, hey, that was me at Pride. When we went to gym bar, I was like two uh, froses in, and I was like, what are they doing? Like, let's get it. Come on. You only get me, like, once, and that's about it every other month.
1: That's nice, Adam. You can get me every day. Um, <laughs> you can get it. <laughs> every day is pretty much uh, drinking, a drinking day.
2: Yeah, and then, uh, honestly, Thursday, technically through Sunday, I'm blacked
1: out. Oh, I'm not blacked out. I'm just, I'm a little brown every
0: oh, day. Oh,
1: yeah,
0: you yeah. a little brown out? hmm Yeah. yeah of... This, yeah, this heat is wild. And I feel so bad for the people who like keep losing power or their AC units keep busting out. I have a friend in Brooklyn who has been waiting for like her repairman to come and her poor cats are like.
1: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> sad. I mean, yeah. my AC is on high right now.
0: Oh, of course. That bitch is st-
1: always set at 62. It stays on high.
0: No, I'm always got... I,
2: I, listen, I'll pay for comfort. I'm not going to sit up here and be hot and sweating like they is in Texas telling people to turn out the air.
1: Well, that's because or they cut. live on a separate grid because Abbott Elementary is stubborn as hell. <laughs> he's honestly...
2: He's the worst. And um, I really hope he go. I mean, I... Isn't it? T- you notice how people have been saying like, "Oh, Biden's so old, he shouldn't be president." Well, Abbott is so old as well, and he should not be governor. And his time is up. Why do people want to keep having this man be their governor?
0: Because- I know. So that's why Beto is going around Texas. He's doing his huge Texas tour, like fifty cities in whatever days. So if you're, I love
2: Beto. He just only has one blue shirt, though. He only has one shirt. He just got a million dollar donation. The That's other
0: me. day, yeah, he was in Lubbock, Texas, just the other day.
2: I mean, do y'all think that Beto could really win this time? No, it, de-
1: it depends on if the gerrymandering and the voter suppression is on on high, which it all it already is on. It always is. so. No, I don't know. <laughs> we I'd know.
0: like to be hopeful and like you know all that jazz, but. It's just too rigged and it's just like
2: i just find it to be very sad and i really hate that like but we do have people back home in texas we love and stuff and i really wish that they had a better quality of life in some ways honestly right well they don't wish it upon themselves they like but
0: on another level like on another foot brayden what do you have planned for the rest of the summer
1: oh goodness gracious dearie me um i i have a wedding this weekend and then I'm hosting a press trip in the Catskills next, the following weekend. And then, honestly, nothing until I go, I'm, I'm gonna go home for a little bit in September because my niece is going to be born. So I just kind of want to be around because that's kind of like unexpected, you know, you never know when she's going right. to be born. So I kind of want to be there for that particular moment. And that's, I, don't, I mean, that's it really.
2: I had thought about joining you in September, but I think that Ashley and I are going to go to LA um, for the primetime Emmys, and then I'm going to go on set of a couple of shows and see what's happening on there.
1: Sounds great. And you, Adam?
0: (laughs) hate this bitch. Mm, Well, next week we're going to Atlanta for IO's birthday. Woo! That's exciting. I know. Rich ass IO. I can't wait to see all these perks.
2: Cannot wait to see it. Cannot wait to meet the gay community in Atlanta. They hate being Brayton. We already went that once. You don't remember that?
1: No, oh, Atlanta loves me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, we were there. All right, go ahead. Uh,
0: but then I've been looking into going up to Newport, Rhode Island. Newport? Mm hmm. Looking in, like, looking at, trains or buses or planes seeing what the best deal is um and then yeah in august my niece is actually uh due with her baby girl and i thought about Was going to- a
1: great uncle
0: again yeah for a third time now
1: oh wait adam you already pretty- are, are a great
2: uncle wow you're old as fuck. can you yeah. my adam is great as fuck adam is old
0: yeah so this is my third great Niece. Now we have two. I have two great nephews and now a baby girl. So,
1: where are but, your babies? Hmm. Where are your babies? My I be- in his room? Mm. Did you freeze your eggs? I did. When are they going to get unfrozen?
0: I don't know. When are you
1: know. going huh? to defrost?
0: Defrost. <laughs> I don't know, like when I get a place of my own, my own backyard and all that jazz.
2: Well, I think we ate your eggs, Adam. We cooked them for breakfast the other day, so. Stop. They were brown eggs, so I think they were yours.
0: Oh, that's good, that means that they're healthy eggs.
2: Oh my God. They're doing the best they can. Uh, I'm so glad that we gotta have a Kiki with ourselves and Ashley will be back to corral us. We actually were very well behaved on this episode. It didn't get off track. We didn't get too well.
1: I didn't really drink much, which is shocking.
2: That's why, and you, I didn't drink either. Me and you didn't drink, and then we were not in the same room. Had we been in the same room, we would have been in trouble.
1: No, it's for the best, boundless, you know what I mean? But this has been a great episode. Ashley was so much fun to talk to, not Ashley Mitchell, Ashley Keating, Ashley Annalise Keating, she was so great. <laughs> I, love I love it, and please go listen to her music. And let's please
2: put out there in the universe for Saucy Santana and her to get together. I think a remix on her song Saucy would be perfect. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find me online on Instagram at I am Dorel Anthony, and you can also find me on Twitter Dorel Anthony. My Twitter is a little not safe for right work now; kind of fell into the Adam Rios box. Um, and then follow my actor page and stuff on Facebook, where some exciting announcements will be coming soon.
1: And I am Mr. Braden Bradley. You can follow me on Instagram at Mr. Braden Bradley or check out my website, BradenBradley.com. Also, tune in to the January 6th Red Herrings. All like they're airing on primetime. And I think all of America needs to listen to the January 6th Red Herrings.
0: And I'm Adam Andrew Rios. You can find me at Boxwine Poppy with a zero on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. My Twitter is not safe at work. And yeah yeah you and can. if you have any
2: questions comments concerns you can always email us at pride at gmail.com make sure you follow our instagram page our twitter page like ask us questions we'll always answer we love you guys so much and please take care of yourself and uh we'll talk to you next time thanks guys bye, bye. bye.